this is Sam Valentine here, your resident One Broke Actress, bringing you another episode of the One Broke Actress podcast. An honest account of actor life plus a few lessons I learned in the process. Listen, I'm going to be real straight with you guys. <laughs> maybe I should be, maybe I shouldn't be. Um, I am on one this evening, so I... Uh, just got put on hold for an awesome job and just got released for an awesome job. Yeah, tis the fun. Um, Why am I telling you this? Number one, because what we're going to talk about today is dealing with a lot of commercials, which is what that job was. And I think it's relevant. And number two, because I promised you guys from the beginning, I was going to be nothing but honest with you. So that's kind of what's going on. Um, it sucks, you know? It it really does suck. But there's not really any control I have over the situation. Uh, it, it's just kind of is what it is. And I kind of just have to roll with it. Um, I let myself be upset about this for like an evening-ish. Maybe like two hours. Uh, and then I just let it go. That's like my timeline of how I deal with stuff like this. So I'm still in my phase of getting to be bummed about it. But yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of part of the process of this weird acting world we live in. And I think that more people should talk about this part of it because this is where you start to feel lonely. You start to feel like you're the only one not working. Um, like you're the only one who always gets put on hold but never gets the jobs. And I promise it's not just you. It's all of us. So if you are out there and you just got put on hold, Godspeed. If you just got dropped from something, I feel you. And if you haven't gone out in a while, dude, we feel that too. We are all all in this crazy rat race together and tell someone how you feel. Talk to me. Talk to me online at Sam Valentine on Instagram. Talk to me at onebrokeactress.com uh, because I think that it's important to not feel alone when you feel shitty like this. <laughs> and uh, as much as I wanted to just chat with you today and be all like, hey, yo, what's up? Uh, I thought I'd just be really real with you guys because that's kind of where I'm at. And one of our craziest tasks as actors is being asked to feel all of these things all of the time and just leave them at the door. So I'm not leaving at the door. I'm addressing it. And you're welcome. And you're also invited to do the same. Okay. Now that that's out of the way. Let's get into today's podcast. I'm actually really, really glad this is the podcast that is coming out today because it is <laughs> some of the most laughs I think I've had in a podcast yet. Uh, today's podcast is with our first ever double podcast. So P.S. Uh, if you end up hearing a couple of mics move around, it's because we're functioning three mics at once. But it's super exciting because we have two guests today, Matt Corboy and Kevin Linehan, or Kevin Linehan and Matt Corboy, depending on how you want to look at it. You'll get it when you listen to the beginning of the podcast. But these guys are commercial pros. They have tons of experience in television and movies as well. However, today we're going to focus in on the commercials mainly. So a little bit about kind of what you're going to hear about from them today. 
we're going to get really specific. They're going to talk about what they do with their sides when they get an audition, about adding words, about adding verbiage. We're going to get into improv. We're going to get into memorization. They're going to talk about wardrobe. We're going to talk about how the industry has changed over the last couple of years, um, how they deal with being two guys who sometimes go out for the same projects, how they remain friends and don't compete with each other, and how they have successful, happy families in this crazy, crazy town, in this ridiculously crazy job. Neither of them work other jobs. They are just actors, and they've been that way for years. They are professional and fucking hilarious. So I can't wait for you guys to listen to this. Make sure afterwards to hang on a bit after the podcast and chat with me. But without further ado, please enjoy the dynamic duo of Kevin and Matt. Now that I gave you a fantastic intro... Hi, Kevin. Hi, Matt. Hi, hi Sam. <laughs> I like how you inter- you said hi to me first. Like, I'm the one, like, if it's a talk show, I'm the one sitting closest to you. Yeah. That's the mostly, it's like the lead character. Could you do me a favor and never say Kevin's name first? Just say Matt and Kevin. It'd be... Is that, is that, is that <laughs> you guys do you, know? do you want to do it again? <laughs> Can we rewind? Can we rewind the tape? Is, it, is this taping? Yeah. Hi, Matt. Hi, Kevin. Yes. I'm Sam, out. that was a great intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Uh, thanks so much for coming tonight, guys. Of course. Thanks I for having it. free cold beer. Always. Yeah. Always available in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. My other, none, none of my other guests have taken me up on it yet. Really? Because I took advantage last time. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mean you mean I brought beer last time? That's right. <laughs> That's the only. God, I'm a here. great guest. Is that why I got invited back? Yeah. 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 You, you mean and Scott had beers? I did. Mm-hmm. It's not sponsored. Not yet. But if Golden Road wants to reach out and sponsor this podcast, yeah. an LA beer. That Golden Road Brewery, Glendale, California. And that's the voiceover intro. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's, uh, it's more like this. Golden Road Brewery, <laughs> Glendale, California. Oh, my God. Owned ah. by InBev, <laughs> a European company. Isn't they, didn't they get bought by InBev? Yes, they people, did. The people who bought Budweiser? Yeah. Oh, I remember when they bought uh, Budweiser from Sa- in St. Louis, because that's where I used to live. Yeah. It was dark. It was a dark time. It's like um, a, um, it's a, a ho- something. It's a, the European com- country I can't think of right now that they're from. Nailed it. Austria. Uh, it's like a, a Dutch company or something like yeah, that. It's right? like yeah, it's like Dutch or German or yeah. something. Um, so since I brought you guys here to this actor podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about beer. Um, I'm going to refocus you. So I know you guys pretty well. But if you guys could give people who are listening a little synopsis of how you wound up in L.A. acting, that would be key. We both round wound up uh, here because of me. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I, we can both thank Kevin for being here. So it is Kevin and Matt. Mm-hmm. You know what? It is. <laughs> it is now. For this it is? You know what? Forever and ever I will now <laughs> concede. It is Kevin and Matt. We have known each other since college. We went to Colorado State together. Matt was a business major, and I was a acting directing major minor. So you took the leap of making that choice in college. I brave, super uh, brave. I did. I mean, Mac and uh, I was going to work for Procter and Gamble selling toilet paper. Were you? (laughs) No, but that's what they thought I was. I was in the business program, and but I was in the advertising. Uh, marketing program and 
remember the guy was like, Matt, I really think that you got what it takes to work for Procter and Gamble. I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'd be a salesman. I go, what do you sell? He goes, a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I remember looking at him just inside going like, hell no. Like never in a million years. Have you done a commercial for them? I'm sure. I bet you I'm have. sure a product. I'm Same sure there's thing. numerous Same products, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But never for Procter & Gamble, but for a company, I mean, for a product they make, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, but you had done some acting as a kid in Hawaii. I did, Hawaii. yeah. I, I had an agent when I was 14. Matt's from Hawaii. Born and raised. Yeah. In the 808. Uh, but yeah, I had an agent when I was 14, and uh, I did a lot of Japanese commercials. As a kid, my parents wouldn't let me, they would, their rule was they wouldn't take me to auditions, but if I got there on my own, I could do them. So I rode my bike when I was 14 to auditions and I booked a couple of Japanese commercials because I had like white blonde hair growing up and like, that's what they loved it. You know, like these blonde haired right. kids speaking Japanese. And, um, and then when I was 15, I got my license and I could drive to myself to auditions. So I did a little of that growing up, but I never thought I could do it for a living. Right. Hence the business major. And then my plans got all screwed up when I met Kevin Linehan. We met at a party. We did. Obviously. Uh, but in, in my uh, junior or senior year for my directing class, I had to direct short scenes. So I had to cast them, and it's a little tough. Um, so Matt did a bunch of uh, the scenes that I directed, and obviously they were all comedies because that's more fun than directing dramas when you're in college. Um, <laughs> Don't really strike me as a drama yeah. guy, Kevin. <laughs> no. I mean, although I do book more dramas than comedies <laughs> crazy, for some right? reason. <laughs> but Matt was in a bunch of mine. And then after school, I moved back to Chicago where I grew up and uh, joined uh, the improv world out in Chicago. And Matt went straight to L.A. and started... Uh, yeah, selling cookies. I remember Kevin. Yeah, selling, <laughs> delivering cookies for a while. I remember Kevin was like, "I think it was you said you were like, dude, we have we got no responsibilities, we have no wives, we have no children that we know of, and we <laughs> we have no debt. Like, let's just do it. Let's let's try it." And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." You were coming out here to do it for like six months or something. Yeah, I gave myself you see your time limit. I gave so myself a time limit. Yeah, 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 and um. Yeah, and then I gave myself a time limit to like get my SAG card. I think was it was going to be six months, and if I didn't get my right. SAG card by then, I was, I was out. I'll do something else. And then, uh, and then I got my SAG card on uh, Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. So I was cool. Will Ferrell's stand-in <laughs> on Romeo and Michelle's high school. You can still see me in that movie. I'm all over the place, dancing, and it's so stupid. They just picked you out of a crowd of extras to be his. Stand-in? So I went to yeah. Uh, well, I went to the the AD. Who I was on the movie for a month, and so I went to the AD. Wow. Jennifer was her name. I'll never forget. And she um, and I just pulled her aside one day, and I was like, "Hey, listen, like I'm not here to be an extra. Like I'm here to be an actor, and like I just try to get my SAG card. I'm like, if there's any way, if you have any anything that you need done or whatever, you know, as a background actor, like to to get a a, a union voucher, you know, I would I would really appreciate it." And like three weeks later, I all of a sudden I'm in extras holding and I hear Matt Corboy. Is there a Matt Corboy here? And I was like, yeah, he goes, uh, come with me. And we went to set and uh, I was like, yeah. 
And they're like, hey, have you ever done standing work before? And I was like, um. Stand? Just stand? Yeah, so I just stand here? I've done that. I do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, yeah, totally. I had no idea what it was. Like, I, I guess I knew what standing work was, but I'd never done it before. And, uh, and then, I like how they acted like it needed qualifications. <laughs> I know, dude. Like, you need to know how to stand. <laughs> like, oh, stand? No, I'm terrible Well, you're standing. the same height. Like you're 6'2". Yeah, he's a little bit taller than me. But um, uh, So I, I, I get – it's kind of a funny story. But So I, I get there, and uh, they go, hey, Matt Corboy, this is Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, this is Matt Corboy. Uh, Matt's going to be your stand-in. He was on Saturday Night Live at the time. Like, he, everybody knew him as the cheerleader on Saturday Night Live. Like, he was, like, the biggest star that we thought on the set of this movie. Uh, those at home who have seen the movie are wondering, what is he talking about? Because Will Ferrell is not in that movie. It's true. He got totally cut out of the movie. He is not in the movie at all. And he's got a relatively big, small part in the movie. But anyway, they were, he was like, Matt's going to be your stand-in. And Will goes... Oh no no no! I'm I'm good. Like I, I don't need a I don't need a stand in. I'm fine. And I was like, Hey, hold on a second. Hey, Will, can I talk to you for a minute? And he's like, What's up? I'm like, Hey, dude, if I'm your stand in, not only do I get paid triple to be doing <laughs> what I'm doing, but I get three union vouchers. I get to join the union, and I never have to be an extra again. And instantly, he like he like thinks about it, you know. And then at the top of his lungs, he goes, can I get my stand-in, please? <laughs> you guys like, have been best Matt. friends ever since? And we're standing next to each other. And like, Matt, 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 Matt. You know, and I was just like, that's hilarious. So I was just standing for three days and got my three union vouchers and never did another day of extra work again. How long had you been in L.A. when that happened? Uh, four months. So you just about hit your deadline. I just about hit my deadline. Yeah, I was wow. going, I was backpacking across Europe with uh, my best friend from high school. It's six months after I got here, and I was, that was my deadline of, like, I'm either in or out. Oof. Yeah. I know. A lot of pressure. never fly anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's so cool. The AD just threw you a bone. Just Yeah, she threw me a bone. And, wow. um Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it was very cool. And then, not I guess, a couple of years ago, I was in a movie where I played uh, Will Ferrell's best friend. It, w- it was awesome. And it full came full circle. circle. And he remembered meeting me on the set of Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. It makes him li- me like him way more. He is awesome. He's, He's a great dude. Yeah. That's so cool. But anyway. All right, Kevin, it- top that. <laughs> I was Lisa Kudrow standing <laughs> for Romy. Um, I, after college, had a job offer to be a snowboard instructor in Vail through a connection of a friend's mom. And my buddy took the job. And I got an audition at Second City and went that route. And my buddy still lives in Vail. <laughs> you could still be living in Vail. Every time I'm there, I'm like, I, this wouldn't be bad. <laughs> it wouldn't be bad. <laughs> Every time, uh, like, Hollywood beats you down, right? You're just like, yeah. man, I could be living the good life. In I could pow, be doing pow. construction in the summer. <laughs> River raft guide. Uh, doesn't sound bad no. at all. Weathered face. No. <laughs> <laughs> Skin Not more sunny. powder. So wait, how did you choose? Uh, sec- it was Second City in Chicago? It was. My uh, my dad went to, uh, he was best friends with Brian Dolan Murray growing up, um, who was a caddy master in Caddyshack. And uh, they had grown up over the years, and he did Second City. He was the original SNL guy and wrote for them. And then Bill was a couple years younger. So um, 
Uh, so they've got a bunch of brothers, Joel, and and they all kind of went through Second City. And as uh, when I was younger, I did plays and played sports. Um, so I was intrigued by that improv uh, aspect of performance. Uh, as uh, on Father's Day, I would give my dad uh, tickets to Second City, uh, which was ten dollars a ticket at the time. So oh, we would so go, awesome. the two of us downtown, Big money we were in that. the, yeah, we were in the little suburbs outside of Chicago and we'd go and watch Second City. And, um, I think later on when we were in high school, this is when I think Chris Farley was there. He was there when Joel was there and like Stephen Colbert and Carell, um, right before I went off to college. So I got to see all these people that was like and a heyday of that yeah, oh, like just, awesome. I'm sitting there just like enamored with this art of improv and um, comedy. And so I went off to college, but knowing um, that I, how hard it was to become an actor, I spent my first two years doing other creative kind of things and then ended up finishing with a major in acting directing and then knew that that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I remember thinking when you guys were in the acting directing program, I remember being like, oh man, that's putting all your eggs in that basket. Like, that seems crazy to me. Yeah. You know? Because I always thought, like, I mean, not that I learned anything in business school, but like, I always thought, like, I could I could fall back on the fact that I, I have this that is business a Very major. popular motto. Yeah. From most of the actors I know who went to college. Yeah. That's why I always respected Kevin even. for just being like, nope, I'm in. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I don't know if I can say that. Well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the same club. I did the same yeah. thing. Yeah. I did went you? to school yeah. for acting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I respect it, man. I because uh, I always I don't know that I ever could have taken that leap. Yeah. That so early. I went back. I got into uh, the um, whatever course. Um, I don't even think he had an audition. So. I think I made a bigger deal out of it than it was, um, but it was like really I think exclusive. like most people here have like Second City on their resume. You're like, oh, were you on Main Stage? No, I was in. I took classes there. I, took, I paid yeah, to yeah, take yeah. classes. There. But I think everybody out here has improv experience, and they paid to take classes. But yeah. I uh, I did. I, I eventually uh, did get paid by Second City. I do have pay stubs <laughs> from Second City, but at the time, I that's what I was going back to do and, and train a little bit more. And uh, there was a show called uh, Tony and Tina's Wedding that was an improv-based wedding performance that was huge in Chicago at the time. And it was ran like seven or eight shows a week, um, off on Mondays, but then twice on Fridays and Saturdays. And it was uh, this Italian wedding, and you got to improvise around it with – 300, 400 guests that came to it, and it just enamored me. But I'm Irish, and I don't look at w whatsoever Italian. Um, <laughs> and I saw a audition in, like, the Chicago Tribune, and I called up, and I remember distinctly saying, uh, you know, getting an audition time, and then saying, like, oh, thanks so much. I've been waiting for this for a long time. And I talked to my friend who was like pretty much an extra in that show who had graduated before me. And she, I told her I had an audition. She's like, I don't think they're auditioning for that right now. I think they're doing, I think they're doing a different version. I was like, well, no. I mean, I saw it was Tony and Tina. She's like, I think they're doing like the gay version, like Tony and Tony's. 
I was like, nah, I saw Tony and Tina's in the Tribune. I don't know. Pretty sure. And I went to the audition, and it was not for Tony and Tina's. It was for Tony and Tony's wedding. Yes. And I was like, all right, well, let's go in there. And Jay Leggett, who used to be on uh, In Living Color, um, who has unfortunately since passed away, but such a brilliant writer, and just a great guy. Uh, he had wrote it. He was he was directing uh, the director of Tony and Tina's at the time, living in Chicago. Jay wrote that. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. he came up with yeah. the concept and was putting it together. And I went in, and uh, he immediately put me. He was like, "Well, do you want to? Uh, let's want you have want you try out for one of the Tonys. Like one of the Tonys was very flamboyant. The other Tony um, came from a straight laced." Uh, family had a brother who was uh, a marine. Had you know they didn't like this marriage, and it all kind of comes together at the end. And uh, so he had me audition for one of the Tonys of the Straight Lace family, and then stopped me within like ten seconds. He's like, "Yeah, no, uh, why don't you go out and uh, you're going to come back as the marine, <laughs> as the brother." <laughs> yeah. So I came back in audition for the marine. And you just kind of had a couple of lines, and then you just improvised a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like a week later, they called and offered it to me. And I was like, ah, I mean, all right, I guess. And I got nothing else going on. <laughs> I had, I did a, like a temp job for two days, and that didn't work out. <laughs> um, and so I, don't know. We I was delivering cookies at the time. Got in LA. together, and there was a, probably a cast of maybe forty-five people. Wow. Um, that's huge. Transgender, transvestites. I think there were maybe four straight people in what the cast. What year was this? This was 96. Six or seven, yeah. That's yeah. epic for that. And we yeah. workshopped it and kind of all wrote it together. And still to this day, and probably for the rest of my life, the most talented group of people. Anybody in that, in that show, like people we would know now? <sighs> Not Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> I mean, no. yeah, I mean, Ellen's got her own show. <laughs> um, Somebody's like fact checking this at home. Like, fuck yeah. those guys. <laughs> what? She was not in that. And I know Will Ferrell was not in Romeo yeah. Michelle's high school reunion. So we put it on and it got this crazy critical acclaim. And I am wearing, I'm in the show wearing a first officer marine with the crew cut and Go away. i've brought a date who's like a pamela anderson type <laughs> and this blew up because my, my character you know all the struggle and everybody has that so the whole gay community of chicago comes and sees this and now i'm getting written up in the sometimes and stuff because this character changes everything because he's he doesn't want you know the mm-hmm. classic kind of and it was great. And from that, I got agents. From that, that's how my career kind of started um, with on-camera stuff. But so still, like... How did you get from there to L.A.? I was there then um, in the improv world doing improv Olympic, comedy sports, uh, Second City, Bizco stuff. Uh, I ended up getting into Tony and Tina's from that. So there were some nights where, because we were performing in the same theater that was like 300 different tables they would do tony and tina's like at seven o'clock and then tony and tony's at 11 
Tony and Tina's, I played Michael Just, who was Tina's ex-boyfriend, this drunk who comes in and ruins the wedding. And then so I would fun. have to take <laughs> off what a fun role. my bandana and put on <laughs> a marine, a marine outfit, outfit and be just super straight-laced guy. It was super fun, yeah. That's great. In one night to go just yeah. exact, total extremes. Um, and then did that for a couple years in Chicago and uh, ended up going from Chicago to New York and then New York to L.A. That's so cool. So did you already have an agent when you moved to L.A. then? I did um, from my agent in New York. And uh, it just didn't uh, commercially... Uh, things started clicking in Chicago, and then that transferred to New York, and then that transferred to here. Um, but yeah, it it uh, it all just it was an easy transition, I think. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's hard going to another city because you have to still none of the casting directors know you. Yeah, I feel like that's tough, man, because you got to start over again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You nobody, did. I mean, you remember that year that I was out here, yeah. and I was d- doing just fine in New York. Yeah. And then I came out here with the same big agency, and I was like, "Why aren't I getting out here?" You can look at the money that I made your company last year. Yeah, it doesn't translate, man. It's so weird. I know people who are on Broadway. You know, they're on Broadway, performing on Broadway in major shows, spam a lot. You know, like major shows. Come out to L.A. and casting directors are like, yeah, what did you do? You did theater in L.A.? I mean, in New York? Do you think that's true? I was just like, what? Do you think that's special to L.A.? Or do you think like, because I know a lot of people right now who are moving from L.A. to Atlanta. Yeah. Right. Do you think that's probably different there? Well, I think you still got to start over-ish, right? When you get there and and make relationships with all those people. So for, for you guys... Do you usually go out to like the same casting directors? I mean, fast forward now, you've been in LA for X amount of years. Yeah, it's it's very it's not very rare, but it's rare that I go. I I meet a casting director who I haven't met that I didn't have, <clears throat> excuse me have a relationship with. Right, like the casting directors that I go out for, I've known for seventeen years. Yeah, or the ones you know? that we do go out for that we're now going to producers for or something. You walk in the room and they have that comment of like. Where have you been? Why have I never seen you? And you just got to yeah. bite your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, right here this like, whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I blame you. Yeah. <laughs> right. But. Uh, no, it's true, though. It's, you know, I look at the, uh, some of the, the casting directors who I, I go in for quite a bit. And, um, and they, it's, it's the ones that I met, like, on my first show. Like, when I, you know, like, 17 years ago that I used to hang out with between you know, between scenes and, you know, get to know them and, and now they, they bring me in. But I, I don't know if I could start over from, you know, from uh, from going to another city. But go to Atlanta. That's, but see, I think, oh, this is what I was going to say. I think times are a changing. Like, I think if, if my, my buddy who was in Spam a lot, who came out, to, if he came out to LA today, I think he would be hailed really? as like a broad, I think, I think that's, I think the gap has been crossed, right? Because, like, I mean, I just went and saw Hamilton the other night, and I can't imagine that all those people don't have agents clamoring for them. Right. You know? Right, right, right. I, uh, I, I've I, been talking to a lot of people about this, and this is something actually I've talked to almost everyone who's been on the podcast. Um, I feel like it's pretty consistent that most of the actors I know who work um, steadily mm-hmm. 
have proven themselves over years of just like in the trenches, yeah. basically. Do you guys feel like that's pretty true? Like most of the times when you book something, because you guys book pretty consistently. Yeah. Do you feel like when you book things, it's usually with the people you have been going out for for a while? That's a good question. Um, Well, I think the answer to that is yes, but it's because those are the people that are bringing me in most of the time. Yeah. Like there's casting directors who I've never met. Yeah. Like there's, um, what the heck is the name of the casting agency? Uh, Ulrich Dawson Kritzer. Oh, Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. arguably one of the largest casting directing casting Have you directors. Never been in with him. I've never Hannah when Hannah worked there. She brought yeah. me. In. Yeah. Yeah. But other okay, than I that, love that you have a first name. well, <laughs> she was a, she was an associate there right. who like we're friends with, and then she would. I, I think I've been. In, I think I went in there once, dude. Yeah. In twenty years, people are like, "Wait, wait, how do you have a career you've never been in there before?" I'm like I know. I only go in for the people that I go in for. Well, that's you know, the thing like that you uh, you realize um, the amount of casting people that we've never that yeah. don't know who we are, yeah. but we still are able to make livings, yeah. able to support families, able yeah. to travel. Well, I think the converse of that is true. Like how many actors there are out here, you know, because yeah. they're full, right? They're they're meeting as many casting directors as they can, right? But. We've never met them, you know, like, That's which is it's crazy tough. to me. It, these days, too, is there are more shows than there's ever been. There's more content than there's ever been. And you're like, but why doesn't that? <laughs> why doesn't it translate <laughs> to being super busy? Same people are in the same thing. Yeah. I know. And the same <laughs> yeah. people are getting the same chance. You know, it's, it's but they're so also easy like, yeah. to be. To turn optimism into pessimism. And as you <laughs> yeah. get older, it gets easier and easier, and you just have to, I don't know what you have to do. Well, no, it's <laughs> true. It's like you don't have to know everybody. <laughs> you don't have to know everybody. I think just work out and drink. Yeah. Well, you know, like somebody was like, well, how, 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 you know, you know, evens it out. How many casting directors do you know? And I'm like, well, I don't know. It's hard to say, but I think you have to, you just have to book for the ones that you do know. You just have to, you know, take advantage of the opportunities you do have. And clearly like we have because we make livings at this and this is all we do. And, and, um, I think, I think if you looked at like how many people, how many casting directors I know, you'd be like, that's not that, that's not a ton. Like how long were you working out here at acting before it became your only job? Hmm. That's hard. That's you probably sooner than me. Because you right away started booking a ton of commercials. True. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I had I had like odd jobs longer than Kevin ever did. Okay. Yeah, for sure. You're talking to a girl who's rocking five jobs right now. So. Yeah. That's kind of what you have to do. You just <laughs> that was me, dude. I did everything yeah. under the sun, you know? And I'm kind of down because I like a full schedule. I think it makes me more effective. Yeah. Um, but I'm just curious for you guys how long that process was of like, it took like a good six months before I was making a living acting. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Bye. Like, the door's right there. <laughs> no, I, I would say it, it took me it, f- like five years before I started booking commercials. And once I started booking commercials, then I, I really didn't have to have like, a full-on second job. I could just fill it in from time to time. Were you going out for commercials 
in those five years before you started booking consistently? No, you're kind of building your foundation. You're, you're building your, yeah. Getting to know casting directors, getting yeah. to know. When I came out here from New York, I had, I went from Chicago to New York. I spent five years in New York and only acted and did, did very well and never had to, never said no to anything. Yeah. Went to every dinner show and it was great. I was also didn't have a family and that is <laughs> right. really makes a it a lot easier. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they're both married with sons now. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little, um, but a little different. And <laughs> yeah, it was great. And then came out here and um, got little odds and ends jobs because it took a while for. I, I think I came out here with a little bit of arrogance of I'm coming from. Big city in New York, and I've made it in Chicago right. and New York, and now I'm coming here, and it, it took about a good year. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I got a couple of just odd jobs here and there to just kind of keep busy to keep my, my sanity. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then it all started working out. Yeah. The casting director started, like, I think just you start doing good work at auditions and then you just get in the club. And then, yeah, for me, like I did a little, a little bit of the piggy move up of the agent chain, you know, like I had a very small commercial agency that would get me an audition every two or three months Uh for a commercial, you know? And then, uh, and then I, then I had, I I sort of made a living at hosting. I hosted a bunch of shows for a while. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And my hosting agents had a commercial uh, division at their agency and they were like, I think I went to them. Was like, hey, if you ever have any openings under roster, you know, I'd love to get out more. And they were like, sure. So then I got out more, and then I I booked a couple of big spots, like five years after auditioning for commercials. Like, but it's hard to make a living when you're auditioning, you know, once every two months, three months. Yeah. You know, it's well, brutal. Then it's right? also, yeah. Uh, yeah, you put pressure on yourself. Yeah, you're not yourself. And then I got out like once a month time. with this new agency, and I booked two big commercials for Budweiser and Oldsmobile. Don't even make Oldsmobiles oh, anymore. I'm so old. They don't? No. <laughs> Gonzo. I'm even older. I didn't even know that. <laughs> You're so old. You're older. I'm actually older. <laughs> 25 days older if you're counting. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and then and then I never forget, I, I went into uh, my, uh, I think my, my girlfriend at the time was represented uh, by uh, a guy named Mark Measures over at a place called Abrams Artists. And at the time, they were like the top commercial agency in town. And uh, she, she was there to drop off headshots. This is how long ago it was, right? And I had these two commercials that were in heavy rotation. I mean, you saw these commercials all the time. And you were wearing your beeper? And I was like, my beeper? Well, I mean, oh, we, your beeper. We're gonna, we're gonna oh, my beeper. I was like, my what? I think it's my beeper. No. Like, what no. is my beeper? That'd be beeper? today's. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be Anyway, yeah, and and he, he poked his head out into the lobby, and he was like, "Hey, what's up, core boy?" And I was like, "Hey, uh, Mark, how are you?" He goes, "Hey, how come you're not represented over here?" No, how come? Yeah, why aren't why aren't well, yeah why aren't why aren't, you, why aren't you represented at Abrams Artist? And I was like, "Hmm, I guess I'd never been asked." And he goes, "You just were," and he walked away. Dude, you and walked I, into the office. I went to my girl. Happened? I went oh my to my God. girl. I know. I went to my girlfriend at the time, and I was like. What do I do? But I, I really like my agents, and my and my other agency. And she was like, um, "You get out like once a month if you're lucky." She goes, "I get out six times a week." And that girlfriend's now your wife. Now my wife. Oh, oh that was the 
That's your Isn't wife? that funny? Yeah. And uh, and so who doesn't act anymore? Uh, and she was like, "You're an idiot if you don't say yes." But it's it's one of those things in this town where and you're still with Mark. And I'm still with Mark to this day. He's actually yeah. not at that agency anymore, but I followed him to his new agency. Oh, so but same, I, same agent, same girl. Yeah. Huh? Uh huh. I'm still friends with Kevin. <laughs> You're an idiot. I'm an idiot once again. All three. Uh, but it's that's like one of those one of those parts of the business that sucks. Like, you know, I, I was like, I, I got. Do you remember I, how I, you broke up with I, your agent? I did. At that, I usually go in and do it per, and face to face whenever oh. I've done it. Yeah. Okay. Here's and what I, he does. He talks to me about it for a year. And then I go in and do it. And then I finally say, hard. we can't talk about this anymore. You're wasting my time. you got to just go and do it. Okay. Okay. I'll call him. I'll just call him then. I'll just send him an email. No. Um, I called these ladies uh, on the phone. And um, I haven't said where they're at, right? Yeah. And, um, and, they, and they got so mad and they hung up on me. You did say where they're at, by the way. I didn't. I said my old agency. I don't think I said it. I think you're clear. Yeah. And uh, there's still agents in this town. Then the other one called me back and she was like, I'm so sorry. We're just really upset, you know. And I was like, I know, I understand. Well, it wasn't you. It was because. I was like, I just have this opportunity and and I I feel like I need to take it. But it really, it's a business decision, you know. And as artists, like, it's so tough to say that, you know. But then I was like, you know what? I was a business major at Colorado State University for a reason, guys. Would you like to buy some toilet paper? <laughs> I have a great deal on toilet paper. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm going to have to leave you, but as a going away prize. As a parting gift. Uh, and I never oh looked God. back. Like, I'm still with that guy. I mean, it, it just it changed my life. It changed my life. It, 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 it went from auditioning once a month to once or more a day. And it went from you know making you know ten thousand dollars a year to making over a hundred thousand dollars a year as an actor, you know. And it just yeah, it went from having to have two or three other jobs to not having any other jobs. And the the bummer for me was uh, being friends with you, also being competitive. uh, I always had more auditions than you, (laughs) and then I equaled them. All of a sudden, (laughs) what? And then there came a point of like, wait, what are you? I'm not going out for that. <laughs> was it ever competitive no. with you guys for real? No, never, not for never, real. Never. <laughs> um, we have a, we have a, we have a going. But, and actually, we don't audition for the same things as I know much it's as crazy. you think. There's a couple of times where we have, we have, and we always make a bet. Like if one of us gets it, they got to take the other guy out for dinner. Yeah. Um, and. But, like the but dude, ones? it's weird. We rarely audition for the same thing. It's yeah. funny. You're probably sim, but to me, you're so different. That yeah, I yeah. I'm yeah. mostly just auditioned for ripped abs. <laughs> totally. 100%. And you're, I'm we actually shirtless do. model. That is the kind of the bummer thing. Is there's so many auditions that we both get that the description is like schlubby. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what? We got okay. Wait, we got to say this one. We just auditioned for the same thing recently for a television show, mm-hmm. right? It was a guest star on the show, and oh. the and it was for these two cops that come in uh, to the scene and they talk to the main people on the show, and then they leave. And the older woman on the show turns to the younger one and says, "You know, maybe I've watched too much Law and Order, but I thought cops were supposed to be attractive." Oh, <laughs> and such a, <laughs> a little dig. It's so, you 
know what it is. The thing is, is like, and they were like, we'd like to see him and him. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I was just like, well, you guys both got it. We both no. got the you audition. Both no. for it, I mean. Yeah. Neither one Wait, of us got it. Have you ever booked it. anything together? Yes. Yes. You did. One time. One time. The other time where we should have, it shot in Chile. Oh man. Oh, that would have been a. So it shot bad. in Santiago, Chile. And one of us got it. And I had a great time in Chile. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one. I am dinner. <laughs> yeah, I, you yeah, stole I'm me sure. a pisco sour. I do. I've made you a number of no. pisco sours. Uh, yeah, that would have been a blast. We, we went to the callback together, and it was like two neighbors, and we lied about how we are it's so crazy. We're actually neighbors. We live next to each other. And we just <laughs> yeah. definitely have thing. to lie about that. Yeah. And the other guy was they Very cast was more yeah, yeah charactery. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what they wanted. They wanted they, Yeah, they wanted like they wanted get us long together and then the other guy yeah. was like, well, I totally got it together cuz I used Scott's lung care. Right. Oh, that's they that's wanted two schlubby it. guys yeah. and I was like, well, I'm there's no way I'm getting this. <laughs> and I was like, later, I'm going to get an audition for an unattractive cop. <laughs> it is one of those things, too. Like, I think back in the day, I would have been like, what? Unattractive? Yeah, come on. But, I, I, you know, now I'll I'm like, how much whatever. is it? Oh, six grand for the week? Sure. Yeah, I'm in. Do you know how nice whatever. it sounds to, be, to get to be a little schlubby? Like, I basically I have to get my hair and makeup done you every don't have time to, I have you, an audition. You can't get schlubby. It sucks. I have to wash my hair so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many priorities. Yeah. You know, I that's, can't have beer before I audition. That's why my, my wife quit the biz, because she was like, you know what? I'm so sick of, like, having to put on a short skirt and get blow my hair out and go be pretty girl. It's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Like, she you guys like, maybe uh, have to shower. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, no, I, you have it much worse. Yeah, you, I, I don't envy you at all. It's, uh, well, let me ask you Because it's usually, though. right, it's like the schlubby dude and the attractive girl, you know, and... 100%. Yeah. Yes. I, years ago, did a bunch of Target spots. Oh, yeah. And the He girl, really, he really outshot his coverage. What's the ter- terminal term I'm looking that for? That is a 1,000% <laughs> correct, yeah. <laughs> his Target wife was uh, gorgeous. Well, she was a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Wow. Um, yeah. It was a gigantic budget. We had uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire playing with us. What? And, when yeah. was this commercial? Years ago. Yeah. I mean, I've, over the years, I've done a bunch of commercials, but <laughs> yes, that's why you're on this podcast. I mean, at the time, you <laughs> a lot of people were at the time in junior high or college, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and iSpot wasn't around, so we can't look it up. Yeah. I don't know if you could ever find these. But we shot for like, we shot for like three weeks. What? Yeah, it's yeah. insane. What? Oh, That's insane. what used to happen. That's what you used to do, and you used to just go for three weeks and hang out with. But he your... shot a ton of spots. Yeah, we shot a ton of them. Um, and at and so I wasn't jealous become... because I never auditioned for it. Can't even do that. Yeah. And then at like the rap party. Rap party. You had a rap party for a commercial. For commercial. Oh we had a rap party for the happen, commercial, right? and then we had a rap party for the photo shoot. That I had a, f- I still have a full page of just me in the like the Wall Street Journal and the that's New York insane. Times. That was back in the day. Somewhere, yeah. God, that's awesome. Um, oh. But the we asked the after at, during drinks asked the agency, like, so what did you like about this casting of? 
myself and my wife and just so dead honest. <laughs> like we thought America would so enjoy your character, Kevin, because you got this trophy wife. <laughs> and we thought <laughs> sports illustrated model. Uh, America would so enjoy you because you married him for his personality. <laughs> <laughs> and they were yeah, so. I, that one straight to the bank. They though, were so. <laughs> they appreciate your candor. Uh, <laughs> oh that's awesome. Well, that takes me around to what I was just about to ask, which was. When you guys were first in LA, do you feel like your arc of what you auditioned for has changed so dramatically and what that's like? Like, you obviously weren't schlubby cops when you were fresh out of college. We are still not schlubby cops, Sam. No, yeah. I know. We did, we did not I book know. the job. We didn't get the job. <laughs> Sam. Poor the guys me. that got it were very schlubby. <laughs> <laughs> we, you do. You, I, I mean, I've been doing this for, we've been doing this for 25 yeah, years. 20 years. 15 years. Like Stop it, Kevin. We're years? super young. Uh, so you go yeah. through. I have my Bud Light frat guy that I did. Mm-hmm. You go through your young corporate. You go through your young dad. Now, um, I mean, you just worked last year. with You had an 18-year-old or something? Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, we have few, friends. like, 18-year-old or, like, 20-year-old kids. We have that friends I, that know, have that. Like, I mean, we have, we have young kids. Yeah. But yeah. we have friends that... Their kids are going to college because they, you know, grew up in the Midwest, and that's what you do. You know that 100%. from St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, but then my wife in the Universal Studios commercials is like thirty. So there you go. So totally. I did a commercial yeah. in a, last year, and I had a twelve-year-old daughter. No right. way. Seriously? Yes, but they had to con- like when I got to set, they were like, Ooh. "Okay, so we're gonna they we're gonna the put some lines on like your face, drawn. yeah? Like it was like contoured." Out now, Sam, ass. do you have any <laughs> friends from high school who have twelve-year-olds? Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, it, it's possible. Yeah, right. it's a very Midwest vibe. Plausible. Right. Yeah, that was their goal, and they're achieving it. A lot of thirty-year-olds in Kansas City have twelve-year-olds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's absolutely true. You know, like not in L.A. Not no. in L.A. <laughs> I know. And, like, I have one kid. Kevin has one kid. And, like, people that we went to college with think we're so weird. It's like having no like, kids. Yeah, it's like, why don't you have five kids, dude? What's right. going on? I'm right, like, right. well, you don't live in L.A. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this is $3.3 million. Yeah. yeah this this right. little shack here <laughs> is. Yeah. And school is another million dollars. Gosh, I know. Did you guys feel that shift as you were, like, you know, aging into the industry or whatever they yeah i think you joke about it when you're on there it's like dude i got my first young dad spot like all of a sudden you're like i think i've moved into young dad then Uh, there's times um, where like i think right now we're in this nowhere land but it's also the industries in the kind of nowhere land but there are plenty of times where i just two weeks ago um read the copy and it said like 30s so excited <laughs> because there's been so many times where I've gone in and I'm, I'm like I'm the youngest by 20 years for sure maybe oh, that's really? what like I think that I look and I definitely act younger yeah um but there's a lot more times now where you're oh going I, for like much older and you're like what are you what are they talking about my last two yeah. auditions I had and I'm 44 my last two auditions I had said 
this man in his late 50s. And I booked one of them. Really? Yes, but I like to think they went late for the young 50s? late fifties. No. But the one that the one that I got it was for uh, how to get away with murder. It you didn't it didn't <laughs> have yeah, to didn't be, have to it be. Was just a lawyer. Like yeah. it didn't right. have to be in his late fifties, you know. But all the dudes in the audition were That's all right. in his late I saw 50s. that. Yeah. It yeah. was exactly how you explained it. The all that fast jargon. Oh yeah, it was a lot of lawyer jargon. Oh boy, and you're sitting across from Viola Davis and all the the leads of the series on one side of the table. (laughs) You know, it was super fun. Sounds like a good day. It was. (laughs) It was a good week. Yeah, it was awesome. Did you do that in your audition? Uh, what? That legal jargony. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I memorized my auditions, and so like I I really. Got some free time on my hands lately to memorize my auditions. So um, yeah, no, but uh, I I, w- I went to a, like an acting school that said like if if you aren't memorizing your auditions, you aren't competing, and you might as well move back to where you came from, because there are too many actors out here who are who are taking this too seriously for you to ever think you're competing if you're reading off the page. You know, and I took that to heart. You know, it's like, yep, I hear it, I get it. You know, any little advantage. And, and, you know, listen, I book things where I haven't been off book either, you know. But, like, I, th- right. I, I, I do think it helps. And um, Do you bring your sides in with you? Always. Always. Yeah. Do you put them Just, in your hand? you put them in the pocket? What do you no, guys do? No, always Let's hold get up. specific. What do you, what's your audition day? It's like. <laughs> uh, roll, roll it up. Yeah. Well, I always hold it. Unless roll it, I'm, it It makes, well, especially if you're going into producers, it makes the room more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because th- they do not want to see you struggling to remember lines. Because you're uncomfortable, they're uncomfortable, yeah. you're in a small room. So just as long as you can show them you have something in your hand, yeah. it makes them like feel like, oh, you know, there might be a two-second delay before he finds it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always hold Even like um, there was a show that both Kevin and I actually tested for, but it was uh, years ago, and – it we went to we went to studio twice and then went to network twice, and even at the like the held last it. what's that? Did we hold it? Yeah, oh yeah. Even yeah. at the last network test, where you have you've had the same sides for right. like ten it days. It was like now. a month. Yeah, it was a long process. Yeah. Too. And then wow. neither one of us got it. <laughs> so they someone went, else bought you dinner. They <laughs> went schlubby. They went schlubby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Proof. And now it's fine with that. Not schlubby cops, not schlubby. Yeah, yeah see, suck at Hollywood. Yeah, suck at Hollywood. Cheers. And but that no, guy you... who's been working for four years on this show. Yeah. Oh man, he's such a good dude. <laughs> also, <laughs> yeah, damn it. Uh, but yeah, I always always hold my sides. I don't roll them up. I always just hold them, keep them out in the I open. Uh, and I'll even uh, sometimes like. I will never look at them, but I will shift the pages as the scene goes along. Just because, like, I'm just ready for nature. if I needed to look down. Yeah. Interesting. Also, I've... they're in tight, so you can hold. Yeah, them you down can hold it, and nobody else. Why? What do yeah. you do, Sam? I don't like to have them because I talk with my hands, and right. then it becomes a part of the scene. So I usually ah. bring them in with me and put them like right on the chair next to me, or like right there. So oh. I don't. I've. I can't remember the last time I used sides in an audition. So you you are you subscribe to the school of thought of memorize your auditions? Yes. Yeah. I'm the same. Well, I mean, it's, it's if everyone else, I've I've gone to too many auditions, especially when I was non-union, to where you walk oh. in the room and you don't use your sides, and they're like, "That was so great," and I'm like, "They're like, you didn't need to look at the lines at all." You're like, Thank you. And I was you. like, the, That's everyone. Yeah. What? How has no one else done this? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. also like. You'd be surprised. The, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm constantly surprised. The, 
Toyota girl in all the commercials. Oh, the girl who's in all those Toyota spots that yeah. you worked with. Yeah. The yeah. front desk girl. Oh, yeah. 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 We were talking. She, they, originally it was just three spots. And she's like, I got the job because they brought back four girls to the callback. And on set, they said, you were the only one that memorized lines. Wow. To a callback? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, you know what other... Time was three spots, but if you're one of those other three girls, like, oh, I didn't even... If I just would have memorized it, I might have gotten a shot. Might have had a shot. Like, they didn't even have a shot. Yeah. Well, you know what happened to me one time? I was at a commercial callback, and there it was a, a, a commercial with two guys, right? And I had every time I'd been in, I'd been for guy number one. And it was pretty heavy dialogue back and forth, back and forth. And uh, and I just sat in the lobby, and I was like, you know what? I mean, if they ever asked me to go do guy number two, like I would have no clue what these lines are. So I sat out there, and I like memorized guy number two. And I went into the room. And we did, it brought with some random dude, and I did guy number one, did it. And then the director goes, hey, uh, he goes, hey, will you do me a favor? I was like, what's that? He goes, you guys switch roles? And, the other guy, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. And the guy goes, uh, uh, dude, dude I, I, can't, I can't switch roles. I, I, don't, I only know guy number two. And I was like, yeah, I got it. Like, I'll do guy number two. And sent the guy out, sent another guy number one in. And instantly had me do guy number two with this other guy number one. And I booked the job as guy number one, not as guy number two. And the director on set was like, dude, the minute you showed me that you had memorized both, show me that you're prepared. I was like, whoa. (laughs) Like, I was barely prepared. I only (laughs) did it five minutes before I walked in. (laughs) Yeah, that's my thing. That's my my thing, man. I'm super professional. (laughs) Always, always. Like a Boy Scout, a commercial. (laughs) Be prepared. Do you guys feel like you go into commercial auditions um, differently than TV auditions? Yes. Um, and how so? Well, I know that Kevin uh, goes to commercial auditions. If it's a guy in a suit, he will wear um, a shirt, suit pants, and flip flops. Fuck the system. <laughs> <laughs> you're not making me put on business socks. Exactly. <laughs> and you're never seeing my feet. But a theatrical audition. You will wear a suit. I'll, I'll go full clown. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go full doctor's outfit. <laughs> I, w- I will. I Kevin had an audition today for uh, an officer of the law, and he texted me. He's like, I got an audition for an awesome officer for a TV series. I think I might go rent a full cop outfit. <laughs> 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 Kidding, of course. But right. like, <laughs> I think you take the theatrical auditions a little more serious as far as the work. Well, it's also goes, like you know. this is an opportunity to recur. Yeah, on a major then, TV series. Yeah, yeah, and then be a series regular, and then <laughs> make it like it's you don't know. Yeah, but commercial audit. Like I, I never forget. Uh, I have a friend of mine who. Went to a commercial audition. It was one of his last commercial auditions. And uh, they were like, uh, hey, man, it says very specifically we want a guy in a brown jacket with blue pants or whatever. And he looked at the guy and he goes, yeah, I don't wear costumes to commercial auditions, bro. Oh. <laughs> and the guy was like taken aback by it. But he's like, hey, like I- I'm wearing I'm wearing close to what you asked. Like I'm wearing a brown shirt. And I'm wearing blue pants. I just don't have a brown. I didn't have a brown jacket. I'm not going to go buy one, you know. Yeah. And he was like, 
come on, like you can see past it. It's about well, it's, it's also about the too, acting, like, you know? Yeah. Didn't ad agencies come up with the phrase like think outside the box, but they can't when they see you? Like yeah. if you have a mustache on, they can only see mustache. Yeah. Or if you like, they can't see outside this. Yeah, it's funny, right? And there's, yeah. it's more, it's so much more so. We've booked a lot of jobs where it's like, oh, I didn't read it, and it's a suit, and I'm in a t-shirt and jeans. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Oh, because commercials are more high school. If you don't like it, but I think that's more the industry. Yeah. It's high school. If I don't like you, then you like me. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, this, uh, that Geico commercial that I'm in right now where I play the referee who stands yeah, up in the restaurant, hilarious. right? It <laughs> talks about the langoustine ravioli. I've seen it um, literally a thousand times because of the NFL Network app. Yeah. Sunday oh, ticket. is it play all the it's time? It's how we watch on right, Apple right. TV. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I see you 17 times every Sunday. It's well, so That's annoying. where my new media check came from. <laughs> uh, but I went to the callback uh, in that wearing jeans and a gray T-shirt. And every single other dude was in a full referee outfit. Yeah. Now I didn't book it because I didn't wear a referee outfit, but I, th- I, I think I booked it because I just, I played the character very much like I watched a lot of, you know, football. And I yeah. was like, you know what? This is how they do it. This is how they talk. This is how they, you know, turn their microphone on. This is how they say the line. And I don't know. I think the acting, you know, came through. It, it, you didn't need to be in a referee stripes, you know, to like. For, first of all, where did, I don't, would, I don't own. I don't know, where, where would you get, get that? that from? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But oh, this is what I want to say. You know, years ago, we might have three commercial auditions in a day. You just don't have time to be like, all right, I'm gonna rock a, a, a you know, a full tuxedo for this, and then board shorts and tank top for this. And well, then we we both though started being totally costumed out. Yeah, yeah. I got my SAG card through the commercials for being the Blackhawk spokesman. Yeah, I painted my face. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But then you get more commercial auditions, and then you're like, all right, I'm good. I don't and need then to, you see yeah. the guy with his face painted, and you're like. Take it down a notch, Take it buddy. down a notch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also we've different. all been the paint-the-face guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've had yeah. auditions for, like, cheerleader stuff, and I show up, and I'm like, I'm in, like, a jean skirt. So I'm yeah. like, it's, like, high school. But then I see girls in full cheerleader costumes. Full, and I'm like, did right. they book it? And also, like, what? Like, where do I draw the line of, like, trying to get to that I point? Because for theatrical, you don't wear costumes. No. Like, no. For theatrical auditions, you don't wear costumes, you guys. Like, if you're going in for a nurse, you don't need the dresses. But nurse. people do. But people still do. Yeah. For both sides of the table. So, like, yeah. I don't know. I guess there's not, like, a clear delineation. I like, always thought, my Ooh. philosophy has always been, like, if you give, like, a hint of the costume, right? Yeah. Like, I used to I audition for, I mean, I still do, but a lot of, like, doctor stuff, right? I have, like, a like a light blue shirt that I wear that almost looks like scrubs, right? And then I just wear jeans. And then I have a, a white Oxford shirt that I will throw over that that almost looks like a lab coat. But, but it's not. The, like it's just every a shirt, doctor you know? audition, the casting director has a lab coat. Yeah, it's they'll be like, hey, you're auditioning for the doctor. Put this lab coat on. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. You know. It's not something I've encountered yet. No, not so much. I don't no. know. Like I've graduated from college. Yours again, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. again. True. Women is totally different. Addition. Like yeah. you got you, there's you have to wear like if we're wearing a suit. There's sometimes you have to wear like an evening dress. 
<laughs> oh my god the amount of times oh. i've shown up and guys have been in like a old t-shirt and jeans and i'm in a bathing suit i want to kill myself oh, You're like, yeah, oh. yeah. it's the worst it's the worst but it is what it is but uh i think that's that's an interesting thing because the wardrobe is always yeah. sometimes i think i'm like if i spent less time worrying about what i was going to wear to this audition and more time working on the piece probably sometimes i would have booked it well i just wear stuff that makes me feel like the guy yeah you know like uh, if <clears throat> you know whatever it is like if if the if the guys uh like I, I have these shoes that are just these big chunky black shoes and i wear them every time I'm, i go in for a cop audition they just make me feel like a cop you know mm-hmm. but i'm I'm literally wearing like a blue T-shirt and jeans. This is what I wore for cop. There you go, Kev. Oh, those are nice shoes. And these pants. These are like fancy brown shoes. Yeah, I wear pants like those, like like jeans pants, but they're blue. Well, I originally had some blue suit pants, some navy blue suit pants. They were too small. They're too <laughs> tight. <laughs> I, think, I can't believe you didn't book the schlubby cop. I really can't. <laughs> Screw you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Any other like commercially type things that you feel like you've learned over time to that stuff? Because it's such a uh, specific thing. I haven't had a ton of people on the podcast yet to talk about commercials. Oh. And I think there's such a specific there is, world. Well, you know, they've changed so much. I, I, well, we've done we've done a bunch. I mean, over our careers, we've yeah. the two of us have done of commercials. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've probably booked 100, over 125 commercials. I mean, you're double that. Probably between the two of us, We've probably done, over three hundred national commercials. We've I would done say. a few, and I think for every brand, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> really? yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one. I don't like, discriminate you ran, because you do too. You randomly get, especially like when you're in the Midwest or something in the airport. A lot of people watch TV in the Midwest, and you constantly get recognized. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> but they're very specific too. They know it all. Because they watch TV. Because they, yeah. And they're like, it's like you're, you're super famous then because maybe they're watching their their favorite show and your commercials playing during their show, so they put like you in the associate. Yeah, I'm always so blown away when people are like, your commercial where you're, and I'm like, what? What was that when we were in Vegas we're co- coming back from that spot that the guy recognized me from ten years ago or something? Oh yeah, what was that? Yeah, and you were like. Whoa, Whoa, dude, that hasn't been on in a decade. Yeah. What? Yeah, some guy was like, dude, you're the guy. Holy he God. was like, Whoa, I am that guy. But yeah. Ten years old, did yeah. he record it on his VHS and rewatch it? I don't know. <laughs> he was a bartender. I totally overtipped him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the world's changed, but the, the, I know what's my tip. Oh. <laughs> I know what Kevin's tip is going to be. Take, oh. take the copy and you throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, coming from an improvisational background, I, um, I know what my strengths and, and weaknesses are. Um, my weaknesses are sticking to the copy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there's a fine line of adding too much and then sticking to. So you're, you have to kind of just feel it out and. I've always been very good at, at buttons, at adding something at the end to kind of make it memorable. And there's been a lot of times, too, where, like, I think probably most of my jobs I've booked is because I've added something. And, you know, there's in this industry, too, there's so many people that 
like, well, I don't want to add it because then they'll steal it. And like a lot of things I've seen that I didn't book, but then they've used the stuff that I've improvised. And I'm like, that is too specific for you guys to do that. And you're but like, I think that's just part of it. But deal, that's part know, of so all business. Like, what, what, what that's part of every business. No, so I'm like, not I'm not going to get it. the spot if I don't do that. So the odds. Like, obviously, if at that point, they didn't. They liked your work, which is cool. But yeah, like, but I was just too ripped. I was too strong. I wasn't schlubby enough. I wasn't schlubby enough. But what I have away. learned, what I people do ask a lot, like, how do you? What do you? What's your trick, or how do you do it? And I, I think that I've learned so much by what I've done wrong. I know when I walk out of the room. I did. I talked too much before I did this. I I don't. I know what I did wrong, um, but then I know what I did right. And usually, when I do know that I did something right, I'm usually put on a veil. And then when you're put on a veil, it's just it's it's a toss up. Like when you don't get it, yeah. you're like, well, somebody didn't like my name, or somebody has, or this, or like they're looking for a blonde. Yeah, there's yeah. so many different variables. And unfortunately, these days they're putting a thousand people on a veil. So yeah, there's no limit, right? Yeah, why not? When I had a I, casting director on here a couple of weeks ago, and she said that she puts everyone on a veil. Yeah, who she sends to producers. Oh my gosh! So she always puts all of her favorites on a veil. Yeah. So she was like, I don't know if that messes with you guys. I was like, a little bit. A uh, little bit. <laughs> well, especially too with families. Like there was a time, you know, my wife was in Tokyo um, earlier this year with her friend for ten days. I just me and my kid. Then you get put on a veil. For the for the whole week, and you're like, okay, um, I gotta make a lot of arrangements, yeah. and then you know when you're not on a veil, when it's the day of the shoot, and they yeah. don't, they've never called to release you from a veil, and you're like, I'm just trying, I'm fine, maybe finding my mom from Chicago, right. and I'm trying to do all this, and it's you don't even have the, other, it's like you're like, all right, um, let's do a dinner. And why don't you make the dinner, and then I'll be there at seven, and then you got this big dinner, and then they never show up. <laughs> they never show up, <laughs> and they don't call, they don't say like, anything. That is, there's, there's just a lot of things, obviously, in this industry, like every industry that really pisses you off. That's yeah. obviously one of them, but I... That is exceptionally have, complicated by having yeah. a family. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't that's a little bit. Yeah, it's I, heavy. Yeah. Like, like, my friends can't believe that I, I, I don't schedule my, my days... Until seven PM the night before, like wait, what do you what do you mean you don't know what you're doing Wednesday? I'm like, well, I don't, I won't know until Tuesday night at seven. And haven't done that like, for what? twenty some years, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, I just I don't know. Every vacation flight by the insurance because you yeah. know, you're always going to book something. Yeah, I, I always feel terrible too when like make plans to do something. You're like, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't be there. The amount of times we've, had, we've yeah. had golf together. Yeah, I just had a bail on a, on a trip recently. It was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, and then I feel terrible, but I'm like, I gotta. It's work. But no one ever know. cares. I feel like as much as you do in those situations. I'm yeah, always like, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be that unreliable actor, and they're like, we really don't care. I'm like, yeah, no, it's oh, cool. Right. Yeah, but that's the thing that's nice about LA. People get that. Yeah. Yes. When I was in Chicago or New York, eighty percent of my friends weren't actors, so they yeah. didn't get it. I'm getting and better about saying that. Like schedule permitting, I'll be there. You know. Yeah. Right. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I, I just don't know my schedule until, you know, <laughs> yeah. the night before, <laughs> which is nuts. Do you, have you found a way to find some like normalcy in that somehow? 
Yeah. I mean, I think you just... Because we've done it for so long. Yeah. yeah. There's, that's, now it's yeah. normal. I think it is planned. I mean, I've done it more than I haven't done it. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. And that was, makes it normal. Yeah. Yeah. We had that talk today about like, like, what do people do that have real jobs? Like, <laughs> you know, know like, what their Friday looks like yeah. on Monday. Well, but also they have the opposite of that. It's true. It's like, they know they're working from eight until six every day. Like, they're in court or they're in the office. And then I'm like, yeah, but you know what I got to do the other day? I got to go to my son's Halloween parade and, like, watch all the kids go around in circles and show their costumes because I don't really have a set job, you know? I can yeah. be there if I'm not well, working. We did. Yeah. We got to see our sons grow up. Yeah, which is awesome. And they're yeah. both really cool kids. Aww. I don't know if that is anything Thank with you. you guys being cool. Hundred percent, mostly <laughs> us. Hundred <Yeah. 100%. laughs> uh, percent. But back to what you asked before about uh, like commercial audition tips. Yes. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, you know I I feel like you can't you can't act like you want it too much. Um, we know when you slate your name, just say your name. Don't don't be don't try to you know impress anybody. Um, and then like Kevin said, like, you know, say the copy and then improvise in the character. You know, people, I think, I think you told me that one time. You're like, improvise in the character. Was it good? It was good advice. Probably probably, came from you. And, uh, but people like, will will be like, I got this funny thing to say. We're like, okay, but if you're the guy who's selling this thing in the spot and you're the dad, you're the dorky dad with the kids, would he like say that hilarious thing or would he try to be cool and say this other thing, you know? And the answer is you might, you might try to say the other thing and you have to think about that, you know, and like improvise as the character rather than just like think of funny things to say. Well, there's certain things that like, oh, this is funny, but would this ever make it on TV? Would this company ever, yeah. through legal, yeah. through all their different... Yeah. No. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know? People are in, like swearing in auditions and stuff. You're like... Yeah, you're like, dude, you can't. It's you're never gonna, they're never going to show I mean, that's fine. That. Do what you want, but... You got to remember these people are putting the end tape. These people right. are putting millions of dollars behind these and spots. And they have to, they have to sign off. So many people to sign off on. Yeah, I don't acknowledge anybody in the room. And this is just callbacks. I, I walk in. I don't acknowledge anybody unless I'm acknowledged. I've spent too many times going in and just like, hey, and everybody's in their computer. Nobody's looking at me (laughs) and nobody acknowledges me. And then I immediately get angry. Like, oh, you know what, guys, I'm a human being and nobody's acknowledging me. So instead now, and then I'm already out of it. I'm already angry. I'm already out of it. Instead, now I walk in, I'll make eye contact with the couch. And if nobody's looking at me or if they are, I'll just do a nod. If they nod back or they'll usually nod back. But I won't say hi unless I'm said hi to. Yeah. And it makes me feel better. Interesting. I don't, okay, I I don't like talk. I don't make small talk. I slate my name. They're usually talking when you're in there anyways. And then I don't agree or say out loud yes when the director's giving notes. The thing that drives me crazy and I've done it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. okay. Yep. Sure. Mm-hmm. sure. And then Got I want it. you to... Yep. Okay. I right. say okay right. like a hundred times. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Just mm-hmm. shake your head. And it's tough to not say out just loud. nod your head like... Just bite your tongue. Yep. Nod your head. And then... Like, don't ask a question. 
Unless you're like, really, like, is this, do you want this in Russian or English? Yeah. Like, I really, like, this is way <laughs> off. Like, just do it. I think it looks a lot of times like a very rookie move to ask a question just to oh. ask a question. It's just a talk. Yeah. It's oh. 100% actor studio. Uh, first year, um, <laughs> Mr. De Niro, when you did Goodfellas, did you eat pasta before? Um, to get into character first year, actor studio. <laughs> I think it was I, I. I there was a huge film director who was directing this uh, commercial that I was in, and he did that. He was giving these notes to the person, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he goes, "Hey, you know what? Don't say yeah. Just do what I'm asking." <laughs> yeah, I just, I just said it. I, know, I, mean, I said yeah, and it was hilarious. Like. <laughs> I so appreciated him because he was just like, stop, stop. Just do what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because he just totally. didn't have yeah. time. And like, yeah, yeah, totally. Got it. Okay. Okay. Stop saying, stop saying, yeah, and totally. And just do what I'm asking, which is get in a cop uniform and be as schlubby as you can. <laughs> Here's my cop socks. Yeah. Cop socks. Well, the right one oh, is from are... Fat Tire New Belgium. New Belgium Brewery. That's against our sponsor. Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have matching socks. I don't have matching socks because in case I don't get it. Yeah. That's F you, right. I don't have matching That's socks. You. I don't wear matching socks. That's a hot tip for commercial auditioning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't, match don't your wear socks. matching socks. If you're going to wear a suit, wear flip-flops. <laughs> Take it from Kevin. Listen. I'm going to wait for people to reel in with that one. <laughs> You've been in a waiting room where somebody's mentioned that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the, people in the waiting room were like, Oh, yeah. Uh, I see everyone wore shoes, unlike Kevin Lenahan. <laughs> and he wasn't even there. It was no. hilarious. Yeah. And they're like, but then I said, you know, I was like, yeah, but if he was here with no shoes on, he would book it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, okay. One last question. And I'll let you guys go. If there was something you knew before you started either in commercial acting, specifically in. Uh, in theatrical acting because this podcast is mainly geared towards a lot of new actors in LA mm-hmm. if there was something you wish you had known it can be a very specific or very broad hmm. and you can have as much time Kevin well, here's the difference is when we started it's a lot different than it is now no. yes. yeah. I, I will go back to I have consistently Gotten phone calls from my dad, been like, hey, so our friend uh, Carl from church, he's got a son that just finished college and he's thinking about coming out to LA to uh, be a. Uh... This is not my dad's accent, by the way. Yeah, that's how, that's how <laughs> but it's just a dad. Like... It's like an older dad. You know? I see a dad. Yeah. A dad. Uh, and uh, so I'll go out to grab coffee with such folk. And I never started here. As you did, Matt. Yeah. But I just think this place is a terrible place to start if you're Brutal. starting. And uh, I went out. I took the family out. We spent the summer in Atlanta to see what that was like. Mm-hmm. And that is very different. And I think those are the places where you start and then get brought out here. Okay. Yeah, people. I've said that a lot uh, when I when the I thing that's first nice started out here. It was same thing, you know. Things nice right now with the industry being so screwed up as it is, is yeah. it is better for people starting out because they want new faces. They want non-union. Yeah. These two guys, yes. 
Matt and I aren't. We're not booking jobs a lot because we're too recognizable. And there's a lot of times where what happened, uh, they went with some no-name person. Yeah, There's a guy who's on um, uh, How to Get Away with Murder right now. He's, I was like, dude, how'd you, how'd you get your start? A young guy, attractive dude, you know? And I was like, he goes, you don't, you don't want to know the answer. I was like, why not? Yeah. He goes, I moved to L.A. and like three months later, I got this series regular audition for Shut How to Get up. Away with Murder. I was like, gee, you're right. I don't want to hear that. Nobody, but you know, he he fit the bill. You know, he he was young and handsome, and and uh, as much you know. as you want us to give you advice of put in your work and put in the time, it'll work out. <laughs> it still works out for the people that come off the boat and then Bing Bang Boom series regular. Yeah, it will I always. always like, I never understood that because I'm like. We've had friends. It's worked with our friends. Regular auditions when you were nobody. Like yeah. I don't get it. I don't get how that happens. We There's got to be ripped. something I'm missing. Too ripped. Too ripped. Abs. abs are too. High. Well, I was say, saying the same thing. I'd say like go to be a be a big fish in a small pond. You know, go to back in the day. It was like go to New Orleans or, or I guess Atlanta now. But um, I I I tell everyone the same advice, which is uh, what. My friend Kevin here gave me 20 years ago, which was... Take your pants off. Take your... <laughs> wait, what? That's not... Too Kevin. Uh, BFF, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> when Harvey asks you to his hotel room, uh, go take improv classes. You know, and he, you know, he was like specifically. He's like, go to I O. I sent him I O. Just start. They were in Chicago. They he's just like, opened up their, it's off, unbelievable. their offices what? in L A. And it does it. Just helps you because the, there's going to be times where in your audition you don't remember your lines, and if you can improvise around that and get back to it, and then you can also kind of make some stuff up and get the job from that. It like, just makes you more free, you know, and um, it really makes you more confident. I feel like it makes you more creative. Yeah, in like yeah. not annoying ways. True. <laughs> True. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I credit my improv training and going to IO for really for giving me a career, you know, for like, for this unbelievable difference between the amount of auditions I booked before I took improv classes and after, you know, and, uh, and I really, I do, I think I, I booked a lot and it's a direct result of, of taking improv classes. And they're fun. Yeah. And you yeah. meet a totally different oh, yeah. creative culture. And yep. there's like no homework. You just show up and play. show up and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the best thing about performing those shows. I've done thousands of improv shows and I've done some amazing shows and I've done some terrible shows. <laughs> and you put the amazing shows on a bookshelf and you're like, wow, that was great. I mean, there's no copy of it. There's no tape. There's nothing. That was just a, everything worked. That was amazing. Let's go get drunk. Or like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so bad. Let's go get Let's drunk. Let's go get drunk. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. This was fantastic, you guys. Good times. Can we put our shirts back on? Yeah. Yeah. yeah is that okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, my abs are ripped. Like, ripped. I didn't. You could probably see it better from across the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, That's yeah. it'll uh, it'll be reflected on the Instagram photo we're about to take. So yeah. No need. You can put on the schlubby outfits for the photo. Do you guys want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. Let's yeah, do yeah. that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> you can shield your eyes. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. And guys, I will talk to you in just a bit. And that brings us to the end of today's podcast. 
Don't you feel a little better from where we started? <laughs> I know I definitely do. I hope you guys enjoyed Matt and Kevin. Uh, if you would be so kindest to share this podcast, if you learned a couple of things, if you enjoyed some of their stories, please share it online and tag One Broke Actress at Sam Valentine on Instagram, at Sam Valentine LA on Twitter. And of course, always on Facebook, One Broke Actress and OneBrokeActress.com is always where you can find me. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. And thank you as always to Maggie Zabo for a fantastic theme song. Have a good week, guys. I'll see you on the other side. Bye.